So many players are entering their name into the transfer portal. I'll tell you what I think it means for a Bearcats program that is in transition, but also now losing momentum in recruiting. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day, free and available everywhere that you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Locked On Bearcats YouTube channel. Follow it too to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Today's episode of Locked On Bearcats is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. That's LinkedIn.com slash College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day here in Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Jaden Thompson, the latest big name to enter his name into the transfer portal, a big loss for the Cincinnati Bearcats, an emerging player from last year's team. After Tyler Scott, Jaden Thompson, you could not only argue, you could probably conclude, was this Bearcats team's second-best receiver. Last year, Jaden Thompson with 27 receptions, 393 yards, and a touchdown. That's an average of 14.6 yards per reception. So you're losing a big player when it comes to those big plays, catches down the field, back shoulder throws, yards after the catch. Also had maybe the biggest touchdown of the year for Cincinnati in that kickoff return against ECU. But now you're losing a big part of a receiving core that was as deep as it's been in years. Jaden Thompson was the 16th highest rated recruit in 24-7 sports era. He pales into comparison other players who have entered the transfer portal like Ryan Coe. You can replace a kicker. Now, I know in Cincinnati we care about kickers because of the past. But I'm here to tell you that replacing a kicker, I wouldn't stress about it. I would not. This program will do just that. But man, you talk about losing Jaden Thompson... Jake Renfro entering the transfer portal. Now the Bearcats all of a sudden are looking to find stability at a position that just a year ago was returning all five starters from the Cotton Bowl. That is massive, massive news. So for an offensive line that struggled to run the to run block and hold up in pass protection, now you're losing an all-conference player. How are you going to respond to that going into a, the Big 12, Power 5? Renfro and Thompson are two big names entering the transfer portal. But more importantly than the current players on the roster, we'll get to JQ Hardaway in segment two, because that's a that might be an even bigger loss than Jake Renfro and Jaden Thompson. But look at the commits who are entering, who are decommitting, right? Nick, Nick Oliveira decommitted yesterday. Second offensive lineman and the 11th player to decommit from the 2023 class. Braden Moore. Former four-star, one of the biggest recruits UC has ever signed out of Baden High School. Remember thinking at the time, I remember thinking about this, if Cincinnati could land this guy, then who knows who they're going to be able to land. Now, this was when Fickle, we all thought, was going to stay for 10 more years. Obviously, times have changed. I'm not saying the Bearcats are going to have to start from the bottom again like they did with Fickle under Tuberville um, when he and all of what he did you know, ruining recruiting relationships in the state of Cincinnati 
and then forcing Luke Fickle to essentially start over when it came to recruiting here at Cincinnati in the state of Cincinnati. But also a key player, um, I'll get to that in a minute rather, sorry I'm jumping around here, but they are going to have to, the Bearcats have to have some building to do in recruiting, a little bit of rebuilding if you will. And because this program right now rivals has the Bearcats now down to 60 in their rankings, 24-7, 54th when it comes to recruiting rankings. This is a program that is losing momentum fast when it comes to recruiting, not just from their 2023 class, but from their 2022 class and players who are deciding to transfer. Jaden Thompson's got two years of eligibility left, and you don't have him. Now you're worried about your passing game a little bit. Outside of Tyler Scott, who's after him that you trust to catch the football? Because Trey Tucker's not going to be here. He's going to the senior bowl. That indicates that he's probably not coming back. So who else do you go to? Will Pauling? We don't know if he's going to stay. Who else? Nick Martin? We don't know the future. what the future holds for him here. Is he going to transfer? This is what happens when you have a head coaching change. And it's stressful for you as a fan. It's stressful for the program. You don't know what you're going to have. Um, but the biggest thing with the, the players entering the transfer portal is this is now a program in transition. This is now a program, just like I said on yesterday's show, just Two weeks ago, this program was on solid footing. Like, yes, they struggled throughout the season, but they were still in position to win a conference championship, which is now an expectation for this program. Now, all of a sudden, you're questioning, are they going to be able to even be competitive in the Big 12? And the answer is going to be yes. The answer is going to be yes, they are going to be able to compete in the Big 12. But how good are they going to be? Because you're losing integral parts to your team. Now, the good news is guys like Dante Corleone, Guys like Justin Watley, guys like, um, or Justin, yeah, Watley, and uh, Mason Fletcher, they're all choosing to stay. And Mason Fletcher is an integral part of this team, right? Now, you will see a different style of play under Scott Satterfield. And I think that's a good thing. We'll talk about that in segment three. But just the uncertainties and the, you know, the stress that it can cause a program and you as a fan yeah, this is real, and we haven't seen this. Like when Fickle came in, that was a that was, um, and obviously the transfer portal wasn't as big then as it is now. And you now can you know transfer without having to lose a year of eligibility. But back then, if players you know decided to transfer, it was for the good because you knew you were going to get better players under Luke Fickle. I don't think this is going to be that kind of a rebuild with Scott Satterfield talent already on this team, especially if key players stay for this team to be competitive in the big 12. And by the way, eight and four in the big 12 will net you a pretty significant bowl game as opposed to, you know, the Gasparilla bowl or the Birmingham bowl, like it did in the American, you're going to get a lot better bowl opportunities in the big 12 that maybe people won't worry, won't care about as much as, the sugar, rose, fiesta, peach, orange, cotton, etc. But what I do know is, what I do know is, you can be competitive and still get a pretty good bowl game in the Big 12. You'll get more benefit of the doubt. It's just key players need to stay. This is still a program in transition. And it may be that way for more than one year. And for those of you who are skeptical about Scott Satterfield and the hiring, which I know you are, and that's totally understandable, I would give him a year or two. Listen, 
if you didn't want Scott Satterfield, who did you want? A mid-American head coach? Okay. So, and I hear this from a lot of people. People I've talked to, people I've listened to, people I've people I've trusted um, who covered the team. There is just a lot of uncertainty. They don't know what to think about this hire. Now, again, I'm not saying Cincinnati is going to have to start from the bottom again when it comes to recruiting, but they are going to have to do some rebuilding with the key players like Jaden Thompson, Ryan Coe, who I will say is a key player given, you know, he was an integral part to the wins of last year's team. And, you know, with JQ Hardaway, which we'll get to in segment two, and wide receivers who are decommitting, tight ends who are decommitting, cornerbacks who are decommitting, there's going to have to be some rebuilding and recruiting. Can Scott Satterfield do that would be my biggest question. Coming up, a key player who has opted out of the Fenway Bowl and his position is going to have to be heavily recruited to make up for it. I'll explain after I tell you how this episode of Locked On Bearcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I've had experience hiring people for our staff at BearCast Media, all thanks to LinkedIn Jobs. It's so easy to create a free job post. Just post what you're looking for, what your qualifications are, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's very important to finish out the year strong and the right team member can help us do just that. That's what I realized at BearCast and you can realize it too. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Hey, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, so Josh Wiley has opted out of the Fenway Bowl and has declared for the NFL draft. Very happy for him, very excited to see where he could end up. Tight ends have long been a position of strength at Cincinnati. But what does the future look like for the Bearcats at the position is a question I have right now. Josh Wiley's opted out. He's finished as a Bearcat. Leonard Taylor's out of eligibility. He's playing in a developmental bowl game um, coming up in the offseason at the start. The good news is this can allow a tight end like Kamon Mateer to flourish. But look beyond him at the roster right now. There's a lot of unproven depth. The only guy that I legitimately know is Peyton Singletary. You have some other players on your roster, but I don't know who those guys really are yet. That's going to be something we find out in the spring. And then I think about how Jackson McGohan, the 31st ranked tight end in the class for Miamisburg local um, high school up in the Dayton area, Miami Valley. Um, he's decommitted. And Kamari Anderson, 25th ranked tight end. Um, he's decommitted. So you have all these players. Um, 
you have these players who have decommitted, and now all of a sudden you look at the depth that's behind Mateo, and you really wonder the, the future of this position. What is this going to look like for a program that has been driven through its tight ends for 20 years? But then I think about how, again, Mo Egger talked about this extensively on his radio show yesterday. This Bearcats team, Justin Williams talked about this. This team is going to look different, and I think that is okay, right? This style of play that the Bearcats played in the big last year, it is conducive to winning, but it's also at times like the Bearcats offense last year, it needed something invigorated in them, and they didn't have that. I think with Scott Satterfield, you're going to get that, right? And it all goes back to, again, what he was able to do at Appalachian State and getting an offensive-minded head coach, I think, for the future of college football is really, really critical, especially getting a former quarterback, and that can help in recruiting. Now, another position that's going to be interesting to watch is the cornerback position. J.Q. Hardaway leaving is massive, right? I really think eight tackles and a sack this year. And let's not forget, he was replacing Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant. So you knew there was going to be some struggles. You're replacing greatness. And that those positions may never be as great as they were because of how great those two guys were. But Hardaway had a future at corner. He was the second highest recruit in the class of 2022. And you look at the commits who have decommitted. Amari Snowden, a four-star. I remember when Snowden committed. Just being able to land, like consistently land three and four-star players at key positions going into the Big 12. Now all of a sudden you have question marks and uncertainties of those positions. Jonas Duclona, three-star, has now decommitted. A lot of recruits who we thought were the next pieces in the foundation of recruiting and keeping the momentum going, they're now no longer here. And this Bearcats team is going to look a lot different. Is the tight end, you know, a focal point of this offense? It wasn't this past year, which if it wasn't last year, it certainly probably won't be this year. And a corner, you know, the cornerback position is still a very important one going into the Big 12. And I think if Cincinnati can find a way to, you know, recapture some of that identity. Now, what's going to be interesting is, does Cincinnati still continue to hit that recruiting, you know, in the state of Cincinnati hard, or do they maybe go in more of a different direction? That's not saying they're going to completely abandon the state of Cincinnati, because we all know that there's a lot of great talent within this community. But now that you're in the Big 12 and in a wide-ranging conference, and you're known as a top-10 program, right, you can maybe expand your outreach a little bit and maybe land more guys from states like Florida, Georgia, Texas, California, that you haven't been able to before. And that's going to be really important for the success of this program. You know, I'm not saying that you, you know, only 10% of your players come from in-state. That's not how it's supposed to work, right? This program should still be driven by its identity as being able to recruit locally. And they should be able to now, because you can say to these guys, hey, we are now a power five program. That's not something you've ever been able to say. And it sucks that guys like, um, Amari Snowden, who's from, I believe, Michigan, and guys like J- Jackson McGohan and Braden Moore and players who are from, you know, the state of Cincinnati or close by. I don't know what it is. You know, we keep saying, hey, play for the program. And again, the head coach has a lot to do with that. The head coach is, your, is the face of your program, and Luke Fickle was that for six years. And you hope that Scott Satterfield is able to retain guys like Gary Combs. Gary Combs could be a huge asset for Satterfield in recruiting. Because if anybody knows the state of Cincinnati, it's Gary Combs. 
and keeping him on staff. I think Satterfield wants to do that because he understands he knows this area and how good a football it is. But you have to know the right guys to talk to and the right guys to recruit in order to still be able to have success recruiting in this area. That's what I'm that that's what I keep thinking about. So we so the Bearcats are in major transition because of all these key pieces who are deciding to transfer. Malik LZD committed earlier in November. And you wonder why that was. That was the first sign of something happening here. And it happens you have a player who decommits. You have a guy like JoJo Bermudez. And then you have all these players because, and this happens naturally. So you can say play for the program, not the coach. But the coach has a lot to say about that. The coach has a lot to say about the program. He is the face of the program, right? You're not, I mean, who comes into your house when you're being recruited and tells you everything you need to know? The head coach. The head coach does that. And now that there's a new head coach, it's going to take some time. This happens. This is not going to be like Lincoln Riley at USC in year one. I can guarantee you that. Even Kirby Smart, who right now is probably the best head coach, excuse me, in college football. Kirby Smart, to be honest, was mediocre year one. Eight and five. It's true story. It's true fact, actually. Kirby Smart's a great head coach. Georgia's probably going to win the national championship again this year. But think about, and if you're skeptical about Scott Satterfield, I'm going to bring this up again. Being a former quarterback can help immensely. I was listening to Colin Coward's show yesterday, and they were talking a lot about Jim Harbaugh. You know, Jim Harbaugh is a former quarterback, right? Michigan has an identity of being physical on both sides of the ball. But Jim Harbaugh being a quarterback, he understands the entire makeup of a team. And look at the success he's having. Back-to-back playoff appearances, beating Ohio State back-to-back years. I mean, he, he, they could build a statue outside of, of uh, Michigan Stadium right now, if they, outside of the big house right now if they wanted to. You see, former quarterbacks can work at the college level. And Scott Satterfield can be the next. Speaking of quarterback, we'll get into that next and what that's going to look like this upcoming season. But first, I need to tell you that this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. They've already got the lines out for all the bowl games this season. The Bearcats in the Fenway Bowl against Louisville, believe it or not, are a one-and-a-half-point underdog in that game. The over-under is at 44-and-a-half, so maybe you want to take a look at that game or the college football playoff. Speaking of Michigan and TCU, Michigan is seven and a half point favorite, Georgia, a seven point favorite. What are you going to do there? Over under Michigan, TCU at 59 over under on Georgia, Ohio state, 61 and a half. What are you going to do? You can head to betonline.net and decide what you're going to do. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. 
are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so we haven't even talked about the most important player or players in this, and that's the quarterback. Evan Prater. Is he staying? Is he going to transfer? Haven't heard anything. Ben Bryant. What's he going to do, right? Here's this quarterback battle that dominated not only the offseason, but really the season overall. But the quarterback position is still a very important position because who is going to be Scott Satterfield on the field? The big news, or another piece of big news, yesterday was Louisville quarterbacks coach Pete Thomas is coming to Cincinnati with Scott Satterfield. And he helped Malik Cunningham make him into a really, really good dual-threat quarterback. I don't think we appreciate we appreciate and understood just how good Malik Cunningham was. You look at some of his numbers that he put up in his, um, in his last two seasons at um, at Louisville. I mean, some of these numbers are quite honestly pretty, pretty dang impressive. Passing yards had 29-41 and 19 touchdowns in his, his juniors in 2021. Rushing, though, ready for this, had over 1,000 rushing yards and 20 touchdowns. Had 560-12 this year. So this year, Malik Cunningham had um, only eight touchdowns and five picks. But he also missed um, three games or two games. This year, he had 560 rushing yards and 12 touchdowns. 32 rushing touchdowns over the last two years. That is really, really good. Right? 70 passing touchdowns in his career, 32 in his last two seasons. That all sounds good for Evan Prater and his potential. Right? The hope is if Evan Prater stays, he can become that really good dual-threat quarterback that Malik Cunningham became. Because Scott Satterfield, if anything, has shown his mentoring of quarterbacks. And again, a lot of you are still skeptical about Satterfield. I will just remind you of this. Appalachian State was in transition when he was there. From the FCS to the FBS. If he can take a program from one level of college football to another, certainly... As his last stop being a Power 5 job, he can take a program going into the Power 5 and make it still pretty competitive. That's the hope here, right? I'm not sure if Luke Fickle was going to be able to do that. I had question marks about that, believe it or not. For as great as Luke Fickle was as a recruiter, I had questions about his ability to coach against big-time teams like Georgia and Alabama, and his bowl record was only 2-2. Two and two. I had questions about how he was going to handle moving to the Big 12. Everything was going to be ramped up a notch. When John Cunningham on Monday handed Scott Satterfield the jersey with the number 43, the Big 12 logo on the jersey, it's all becoming real. And yes, there's still a bowl game to play as members of the American Athletic Conference. I'm looking at it as they're members of the Big 12. And yes, the Big 12 doesn't play in the Fenway Bowl. That's totally fine with me. But still... This is a very, very important game for Cincinnati and a very important time. And you have to embrace that you're no longer a member of the American Athletic Conference. Technically, you are, but in my eyes, you're not. And I think that's how it needs to be treated. But here's the thing that really interests me about the quarterback position. And again, it all goes back to why the quarterback 
position is so important. And this team being in transition, right? Here's the kicker here. Pierce Clarkson, who's a commit from California. If he comes to Cincinnati, Russ and I were talking about this yesterday. If he flips his commitment, Evan Prater and Ben Bryan may not even factor in to the next season. And that goes back to the fact that it might be a totally different ballgame. You might have a freshman quarterback starting in the Big 12. How about that? Be like Desmond Ritter all over again. So you talk about this team looking completely different. Last year, you had a senior starting a quarterback, and rightfully so. But this year, you might be having a different look with the younger guy starting. The offense is going to look different. It might look more dual threat. Right? And it was dual threat when Desmond Ritter was here. And didn't you notice how that offense looked pretty good? And last year's offense was kind of eh, just middle of the pack. Regardless, the offense is going to look very different next year. Do I think Scott Satterfield is the right guy for the job? Yes. Malik Cunningham had 59 touchdowns responsible for over his last two seasons and only 11 interceptions. That is pretty, pretty good. And if he can do that in Louisville, imagine what he can do in the Big 12 at Cincinnati. Now, these, that, these first few months under Satterfield are going to be immensely pivotal when it comes to recruiting. Because, yes, there's talent still here, and yes, there's talent in the transfer portal, and yes, there's talent all over the country. But you got to be able to get it. And I think if he is, this program is going to be set up for success in the Big 12 next year. I'm not saying they're going to win the Big 12, the first-year head coach. Then again, Dave Aranda won in his second year. You can. Sonny Dykes almost won in his first year. I think a realistic expectation is somewhere around seven and five or eight and four, which would still be really, really good. But let's pause here. Yes, we're skeptical, and I totally understand that. But give him a chance, right? The Bearcats just hired a Power Five head coach as they go into being a Power Five program. Shouldn't that be encouraging to you? Because it is for me. And I like to know all the facts. I don't like to jump to immediate conclusions. The Bengals hired Zach Taylor. And a lot of people I talked to were skeptical. A lot of people didn't know what to expect. But you know why I love guys like Dan Horde and Mo Egger and Jim Kelly? They don't jump to conclusions. Now, obviously, they work for the team. So there is a little bit of that. But you notice how they gather their information and they, you know, rationalize. That's what I'm doing here. And that's my approach. Listen, are there things I don't like about the Bearcats in this program and what they've done recently? Yes. Did I want a guy like Deion Sanders? Yes. Did I want a guy like Brian Hardline or Jesse Minter? Yes. That doesn't mean I'm just going to immediately, you know, turn my back on Scott Satterfield. Heck no. I'm going to support the guy because I think he's going to work out. What's your expectations for this program now, right? This program, yes, just made the college football playoff. 
you can now sell that to recruits you're only a year removed from that. And what did you expect last year for a program that lost nine players from that 2021 team? What did you expect? Nine and three. Did you expect them to go 12 and 0? If you did, I like your ambitions and your hopes, but you weren't being realistic. I'm one of the most optimistic people you'll ever meet, but I'm also realistic and I'm going to tell you how it is. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give Scott Satterfield every chance to succeed here. I don't know what to think because I don't have all the facts yet and information. I haven't even seen him coach a game. Zach Taylor has coached. Um, how many games has he coached? Um, 61 regular season games. 61. Every single game, he's gotten better and better and better. Now you want to, you're going to ride with that guy. Did you see his play calling over the last month? One of only two coaches, I'm just going to point this out. One of only two coaches undefeated since the start of November. The other one, Kyle Shanahan. And you don't say a bad word about him. So give Scott Satterfield a chance at Cincinnati. And if you're still skeptical about him, well, maybe you should tune into tomorrow's show because I'm going to talk to Dalton Pence from Locked On Louisville, and he's going to tell you what we're getting in Scott Satterfield. So hope you can stick around for that. Russ Heldman joins me on Friday for our weekly conversation. As always, you can check out Locked On Bearcats on YouTube. You can check it out on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an ATI. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore. Email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. For your second listen today, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Lockdown can provide. That's Lockdown Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. For Lockdown Bearcats, my name is Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. Crossover edition tomorrow, or sort of like a crossover edition. The week before we do a crossover edition because the Bearcats are playing Louisville in the Fenway Bowl. Dalton Pence from Lockdown Louisville joins me tomorrow. Russ Hellman on Friday. Don't forget um, to keep making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. But more importantly, stay safe, stay healthy this holiday season. And have a great rest of your day. I'll be back tomorrow right here on Lockdown Bearcats. I'm Alex Frank, your host of Lockdown Bearcats. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.